Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this man here is Marit Larwood. Hello, Marik. My name is Marit Larwood. Yes. I am a man. Correct. And never forget that. Never let anyone tell you otherwise. And gradually, throughout this podcast, you'll find about more about me. <laughs> it's true. You've got over 250 episodes to try and sift through the silt to find that Marit gold. Sift through the silt. Would you like to have been a, um, a gold uh, um, digger? <laughs> a gold digger? What, as in seduced old rich men? Yeah. No, I think I'm alright doing this. A gold, what are they called then? Um, a prospector. Yeah. An old prospector. Would you like to have been one? Uh, in the gold rush, it'd be yeah. quite good, wouldn't it, if you found some, and then, then you know, you dig it up quickly before everyone else comes. What do you think you'd say if you saw a big gold nugget in your dish? In my dish? Yeah. I'd say, oh, come on, I got me some gold. Uh, and then I'd jump up and down in my long johns that I'm apparently wearing to work. Yeah. Yeah. Simpler times. Simpler times. Uh, this is Film Fandango. We're going to be um, talking about films once more. Once again. Um, now, I went to the cinema this week to see Fantastic Beasts. Oh, and where yeah. to find them? Yes. Uh, the Harry Potter spin-off starring um, beautiful gecko Eddie Redmayne. And it was sold out. So, what cinema? At the Pitch House Central, to be fair. What day? On a Monday. Well, maybe. Which I think they have they do £10 tickets on Monday. They, they have the cheaper member tickets yeah, on Monday, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went down the road to the Odeon. Yeah. Sold out, mate. Couldn't get in. So I went down the road yeah. um, to the pub and got drunk instead. Was it on there? It wasn't on there, but I imagined what it would be like. Fantastic beers and where to find them. <laughs> That's right. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, you'll sell four or five of those online if you if you made those. Well, Fantastic be beers. New, that could be a new career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so instead I watched a film uh, online the following morning. Um the BFG, which is one that I uh, I wanted to see because I read the book when I was a kid and have very, very fond memories of the David Jason cartoon from yes. the 80s, I think. Yeah. Um, so this is Steven Spielberg's effort, CGI effort to do the BFG justice and it stars Mark Rylance as the BFG. And do you actually do anything, this Mark Rylance? Yeah, he is fantastic. He, I know your criticism that Mark Rylance doesn't move his face in TV dramas. Um, he 
is a cut above everyone else in it. In oh, really? And he's acting through motion capture as well. Like, he is brilliant. Like, he's just sound... He doesn't sound like... He doesn't look like he's acting. He just look, But he's incredibly likeable, and the BFG's dialogue is all, you know, frog scuttle and diddly plops. And, and he just... It, it's all believable. And there's such a vulnerability and a kindness to the character that he just captures brilliantly. He's excellent. He's excellent. Is it the same as the book, or is it It's almost identical it? to uh, the 80s cartoon, certainly. Um... And Sophie, the little girl, she's fairly good. It's weird. Her, she's more charming when she's got a northern accent, which comes and goes. It goes between an actual, what sounds to me like a genuine northern accent, and then a stage school like all other RP girls speak. Is and it because like, she's what? hanging around with posh people and she has to change her... You know, when people used to speak posher when you're around. I don't think so. I just think it's sort of she didn't quite have command of it. She's still young. It's not her fault. Um, Well, it is really. Jermaine Clement plays the meanest of the giants. Is he good as a bad guy? He's all right, actually. He's okay. He's doing a Cockney accent, which is slightly on. But I actually had to look it up to go, as soon as he started speaking, I was like, is that Idris Elba again doing his bad voice acting? But it wasn't. It was Jermaine Clement. Um, this was quite well received, wasn't it, earlier on? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Um, and it's, you know, it's very it's very charming. I'd have to re-watch the 80s one, because I still think it's probably better. But uh, Mark Rylance is actually wonderful. Were you scared at any point? No. It's a kid's film, you know. But do you get some kid's films are quite scary? Some of them are. Um, I remember it being creepy, uh, the bit where Sophie at the orphanage first sees... Uh, the BFG skulking around the streets at about 3am in his big dark cloak um, and I remember the nightmares being actually quite nightmarish and that wasn't that wasn't the case in this version mm. but um, really they should just overdub Mark Rylance's performance over the top of the David Jason one <laughs> get the best of both worlds oh really well I still don't find the hyper glossy CGI look of modern movies of you this kind see, you can see it's Rylance's face then, can you is it a version of his yeah, face yeah it's a version of his face and it's it's a very you know versatile motion cap performance but you know it's very clean obviously but no it looks like it World of Warcraft you know it's the exact same shiny look that they all go for these days and you know yeah the BFG could turn up in the next uh, Warcraft Here. film oh. and, and you'd go yeah that's that fits you know. What sort of dream would you like to have blown into your ear? Oh, it's into your mouth, actually. He blows them into your mouth. Really? Yeah, yeah, he blows them right into your mouth with his big old trumpet. What if he's leaving your mouth closed? Um, well, the, the dream sort of flies around your face and then you go... Oh, you know, like spiders get in. You know how um, that statistic that every night you eat up to 28 spiders? Yeah. It's 28 spiders a night, I think. Um, it's, it's like that. They just sort of they work their way in, you know past your teeth on the back of the spiders <laughs> that's right it's not related to the spiders it's not related to the spiders no sounds like more goes into my mouth during night time than it does during the day well I can't possibly comment on that but if the BFG's outside your window quite possibly well, you do you have nightmares my, do you, do you, do you answer you... my question what was your question what, what dream would you like the BFG to blow into your mouth oh maybe maybe a dream about um being a racing car driver, something like that would be quite fun. So, did he blow in 
the bad guys blowing the bad dreams then? No, the bad guys are just lazy cannibals who eat uh, li- eat human beings. So he he blows in the bad dreams as well. Uh, no, he captures the bad dreams and locks them up so they can't find their way into children's heads. What about saucy dreams? Saucy dreams are not covered in the BFG. Maybe in the sequel when Sophie's grown up a bit and he can show her his secret stash. She was really disappointed. Think he's a really sweet man. Hang on, BFG. What's this? No, Sophie, don't touch that. What? No, no, those those are my wet what's dreams. This, what's this? Rhetoric? <laughs> my puddle unctuous wet dreams. <laughs> That's what he'd say. And you realise he's an old pervert, hard <laughs> old pervert with a back room full of dirty old dreams. Mm, quite possibly. Oh God. And that's what's happening in the sequel, right? That's it. It's it's uh, the BFG. The VBFG. It's for very. Yeah. Is that, that's how you do the sequel. Then VV. Yeah. VV, yeah. Sounds quite Roman. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's all right. I think it's all right. Kids, I'd be interested to see if kids go for it because I, I can see they really would. There's not... There's only occasional... Uh, tedious CGI set pieces that they tend to do with people going which seems to be an all CGI kids film is it a 3D film? I think it probably was there's a couple of shots that suggest it may have been because it's so easy to do with CGI 3D because you can just tell the computer to work it out for itself when you watch it later on it's only watch films in 2D there's a really pointless scene you think what was it oh yeah, this is just 3D. Yeah, the one where they're skateboarding on cars. Yeah, there we go. This is the 3D yeah. bit. Um, and there's some slightly boring fart jokes, but I think they're in the original book. So, um, no, but it's uh, Mark Rylance. Maybe they should CGI his characters for um, for those TV shows because he'd be better at it. Yeah, better at CGI. He's a CGI bloke. Yeah, that's good. All right. But how many Davies do you give it? I think I'll give it seven. I think it's a good, good old, good old film. Brought back good memories, you know. It's a good story. That's the thing. It is. The I'll heart it'll of be it. on at Christmas. There's some this time next good year. language in it. You know. Yeah. It reminds me of the first ten minutes of uh, Fellowship of the Ring when they're still using the Tolkien words, and then when it just turns into pap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, worth a look. Oh, worth right. a look. Um. Right, well, I think it's time for this. This is from Charlie Hurley. Subject, Richard Jenkins. I recently endured the film Friends with Benefits whilst on holiday. The film is forgettable, but the performance of Richard Jenkins as a man with dementia is superb. And made me keep watching. It led me to the film, The Visitor. The film is beautiful and sensitive to a subject matter. Reviewers using the, the term nuanced performance is a bit of a cliche, but in this film, Richard Jenkins gives exactly that. As character actors, I think he can give anyone a run f- for their money. If you haven't watched this, then you definitely should. From Charlie Hurley. The Visitor. That sounds familiar, The Visitor. The Visitor. Well, Richard Jenkins is in Cabin in the Woods, uh, you may know him from. He doesn't really play leads very often, does he? No, but he's very good in stuff, I think. Um, But playing a man with dementia, uh, that's interesting. Well, Friends with Benefits is about 
two people fucking, isn't it? I mean, it came out at the same time as that other film that, about the exact same thing. So one of them had Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis, and yeah. one of them had uh, Natalie Portman and um, uh, a piece of toast, was it? I think. Yeah. I think it was a piece of toast. Um, but I didn't have any interest in watching either of them. No, but Richard Jenkins is funny. He's in Step Brothers, uh, which I love. He's the dad in Step Brothers who has to deal with this 40-year-old man-child in his house. He's one of those people who is instantly familiar from his face, but you wouldn't ever yeah, know his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen The Visitor, which is a... Um, I just looked it up on my MDB, uh, a, which is a college professor. He travels to New York to go to this conference, and he's got a second home, and he finds a young sort of... Um, homeless couple of uh, an immigrant couple living in his flat who've been rented it out by some dodgy person oh okay I gave it four marics <laughs> did you oh that's but a shame it's got a 7.9 uh, meta score but I didn't really particularly enjoy it but um, he was he, I seem to remember him being quite good in it he was Oscar nommed for it was he yeah that's what the trivia says well done, Richard Jenkins. I've never heard his name before. You're absolutely right. He's one of those people who's very familiar, but I've never... His name has never been spoken in my company before. It's even the name. He doesn't, he's not trying to court publicity. If you were called Richard, Jenkins. Richard Jenkins, what would you change your name to? Marek Larwood. That's a far better name, isn't it? I mean, it's done you well. Well, actually, <laughs> it hasn't. Um, <laughs> let's move on to our next letter. Yes. And he's back. Who? Second super fan, Martin Appleyard. Martin Appleyard. Welcome back, Martin Appleyard. And he's written a really big one. Oh, good. Do you do you want to sound off this big one, or shall I? You do the big one. Okay. Hello, David Marrick, buddy, and your greatest bloody super fan ever, Chris Webb. That's a gracious in defeat, isn't he? Always gracious. Past in past. Um, listeners or regular listeners will realise that there was a big uh, earlier on this year. The most um, interest ever drawn to a Facebook post by Phil Fandango. A vote, a turns vote out. between Chris Webb and Martin Appleyard for the Superfan, which Chris Webb narrowly won. And this is the first time we've, we've heard from Martin Appleyard since. Yes, that's right. Sorry, I'm sitting in a wicker chair. Um, <laughs> he says, I've recently been catching up on some of Film Fandango's greatest hits and wanted to share my thoughts with you. All This Mayhem, brilliant documentary. Whilst watching this, I was constantly thinking, why have I not heard this story before? I have to disagree with David, though. It's not just Tony Hawks who comes across as a complete dick in this film. They all do. That's the skateboarding. (laughs) Skateboarding film. I imagine if you had to be in a room with these people, it wouldn't be long before punches had to be thrown. Fair enough enough point, I think. I've got a good point there. Kajaki. For promotional purposes, it's a terrible name for a film. Another extraordinary two-story, but spoilt for me because I really struggled to understand the mumbling dialogue throughout. It really started to irritate me. So much so, I think I lost all the tension in the film. Also called Kilo 2 Bravo in America because of the exact reason that Kajaki is a hard film to sell. I, there was some mumble problems in that film because they have, I think, a, l- a lot of rather realistic regional British accents of squaddies. Who, they don't enunciate squaddies very well. I didn't, read, I didn't notice it. I thought it was a great film. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it, but I did really have to focus to hear what was going on. 
Blue is the warmest colour. I love the pace and the rhythm of this film. It is so different to how any Hollywood film is made. Story characters and emotions are given time to develop and mature. And as a viewer, you feel like you're being rewarded for your patience. Not one to show your grand, though. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And Beastmaster, it's cack. Well, thanks very much. <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, still on the list to see, World's Greatest Dad and Dear Zachary, a letter to a son about his father. A couple of recommendations for you also. One on streaming services and one in the cinema. Just how you like it. On streaming, Barclay Marathons. The race that eats its young. It's about a, a Michael Evis-type nutter who organises an impossible race each year through the mountains in Tennessee. It's full of eccentric characters from all over the world who come and pay the entry fee, $1.26, a hubcap and a shirt and then try to kill themselves trying to finish a race that only 10 people have completed in 25 years. Wow. It's really good. At the cinema, Train to Busan, a Korean film that starts off as a small family drama about a dad taking his daughter to see her mother on her birthday and then goes batshit crazy when there is a zombie-infected outbreak in the city. It's like 28 Days Later meets an old-school 1970s airport disaster movie. It's brilliant. Watch it now with subtitles or wait for the piss-poor Hollywood remake in a couple of years starring Matt Damon. Keep watching the films. P.S. I've still not replied to Chris Webb's friend request. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you, Martin. Um, Yeah, well, going through the back catalogue of films uh, we've talked about, it's it's a trip down memory lane for us too. I mean, I can barely remember anything we've seen. No, I instantly uh, forget everything I've said. Yeah, no, quite right too. I mean, it's of no value. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anything, I should stop speaking in the first place. Indefinitely, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Move into the um, uh, country and just don't speak to anyone. Like a hermit. A hermit. You'd suit hermit, don't you? Um, actually, that's what I uh, desire, uh, my as- aspire to. Well, okay. Desire and aspire. Fair enough. And perspire. And perspire. <laughs> um, so, have you seen a film this week? Yes. Um, well, I've watched... The reason I watched this film is because... I mean, this is may know that may have uh, been familiar with 2016's literally seen my acting career just disappear. And that's one of the worst things that's happened in 2016. One of the worst so. things is that I literally... No work. So, I am currently... For extra money, chopping down trees mm. with my little brother, who's a, a, a tree surgeon who works on rich people's estates in the south of England. Well, they've got trees to cut down, don't yeah, they? Yeah, so we work in a millionaire's uh, estate with this. He's got this huge forest, and he'd take all the hazel out of it. Yeah. So why did, what's his problem with hazel? Well, it, it overruns the whole. Uh, it just—it's really bad for the wildlife. It doesn't nail the lighting you see. Just ah, these trees just it, grow and grow. It drowns and, out the light for everything yes, else. They need to be sort of kept, uh, ev- and this has been left for like twenty-five years, thirty years. So it's in a real state. So Do they you get need, to keep the trees? Once no, we burn them on the fire. So I'm the person who lifts up logs and puts them onto the fire. Yeah. And I forgot my hat last week, and I did receive a huge number of burns to my bald pate. Anyway, okay. the backstory. The reason I'm telling you this story is that I'm going to stay with my little brother in in, in a sort of shack that he lives in, <laughs> in his farming place, a cabin in the woods, a bit like that. And he doesn't have good enough internet reception there, and the TV's there. He's only just got the TV put in. Right. So I go round 
which I've done before this podcast today, second-hand shops, and buy some DVDs I haven't seen. Are they still selling? So are second-hand shops still regularly putting DVDs up? Because the, the VHS quad- have disappeared, haven't they? Well, I li- no, it's just DVDs. So I live in Mus- Muswell Hill. So I'm basically going to do this work so I can afford pay money. I think the you've got this from- backwards. Yeah. You, you're supposed to live somewhere cheap and then earn your money in the expensive place. Yeah. And they're about £2, £2.25 for That's a DVD. Quite a lot, isn't it, actually? These yeah. Days. But so I just gamble on a few and I try and get, I normally get bring three or four yeah. for the four days we're there. Yeah. And one of them I bought um, was called, it's a French film called L'Homme du Train, Man on the Train, which is released in 2002. L'Homme du Train. L'Homme du Train. The Man on the Train. Is it, it like The Girl on the Train? Is it it's nothing like The Girl on the Train. Okay. Um, it stars... Did you... How did you find this? You just just on... It was just there shots. and I thought, do you know what? Which part of L'Homme de Train caught your eye? Was it trains? Or? I looked at the back, see if it's been awarded for any... Look at the awards. Okay. And then I thought I'd try that because I've seen most of the films that are there and I wanted something I hadn't seen. It's quite a good way of having non-curated content, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just completely random selection And I like stuff. the French films. Oh, I must say quickly, I watched A Town Called Panic, which someone recommended, a kids' film. Oh, yeah. Which is a, a stop-motion thing. Which, I watched that with my little brother as well. Cause that is incredible. You should really? watch that, yeah. But anyway, we'll talk about that. Men Never Maybe Man on the Train. It stars... It's an odd thing. It's, it's a remote village in France... You join this sort of ropey-looking older criminal, or old man, you didn't realise he's a criminal, on a train. He's got a headache, and he's going to this town to commit, in the middle of nowhere, to commit a bank robbery. That's his job. He's a bank robber, an right. ageing bank robber. And he bumps into another old man, who played by... Uh, the first man is played by Johnny Halliday. Have you ever heard of Johnny Halliday? No. He is massive in France. He's called the French Elvis. And he's known as the most famous person in France that you would never... No one outside France has heard of him. Johnny Halliday. A huge singer in France. A massive cult figure out there. And no one outside of France has heard of him. So he plays the lead in this. And he bumps into an old man. And all the hotels are closed. Right. And this old man invites... And he can't get any paracetamol. So this old man invites him back to his house to have some paracetamol. And then the the other man, the bank robber man, leaves and finds that I know hotels available, so he goes back to this old man's house, so he can stay there, and they develop this friendship. And the old man's played by Jean Rochefort, who you would recognise from films like Tell No One. Uh, he's the most he's he's a go-to French old man. He's probably the most French-looking. He is. Person he, he looks could. like a really old Antoine de Con. Yeah, so they're, they're two. They're the two most French people you could possibly have in the film. Johnny Halliday looks like France through LA. I mean, look at that. He's a lot of plastic surgery now. Yeah, he's just become. Has he had his eyes reduced? Yeah, there's something. There's something <laughs> he's got I think he's, he's had his bags removed from his eyes, so yeah. he looks very, very odd. Very bizarre. This film, the script in this film is brilliant. I laughed out loud, uh, particularly at Jean Rochefort's character and the things he said, because he's an old man and he's been an English teacher in the school and he's got um, he's got an operation that's coming up and he regrets his life. 
And they both, the main story is they both realise that they now want each other's life. Jean Rochefort wants the drama of being a bank robber. The bank robber wants to settle down and live in a nice house where, in a quiet town where there's no hassle or stress. It sounds boring on paper, <laughs> but this film is brilliant. The two, they're perfectly cast, these two. The performances are really believable. The script is really funny. Uh, and it's. I think it was one of those films that is a, a really great surprise. I mean, there's no... I would never have seen this film unless I picked up this DVD. No, of course. Right. When's it from? 2002. Oh, right. So it's fairly recent-ish. Yeah. And it won a few awards. It actually did really well in America. They, they they sold over there and it's got remade with Donald Sutherland and Larry uh, something something Larry something Junior who I can't remember Larry Mullen Junior. But I thoroughly recommend if you want a perfect Sunday night feel good off kilter French drama. The pace is quite slow and quite amusing. It's got a real. Uh, Nice feel, especially if it's, if it's sort of set in the in the late sort of autumn time, winter time. So it's quite good for now. It has that yeah, nice yeah. to watch films that are quite look quite dreary and cold. Watch this; it really surprised me, and I and it really pleased me as well. It's my one of my secret finds of the year. I give it nine marics. Nine marics, but l'homme sur le train, l'homme du train, oh du train. The man of the train. No, man on a train. It's de on. I don't speak French. Yeah, I think, yeah. The okay. l'homme, the man Dans on the train. De train. De, de, de train. The man on the train. Jean Rochefort has an incredible face, doesn't he? Um, I just think... Well, there you go. Yeah. Where can people track it down, apart from in that charity shop where it no longer go is? Go to a charity shop where rich people live. Yeah. I've got a copy of it on DVD, so you can write to me and um, you can um, uh, buy it off me for what I might keep it. Actually, I, it's probably on. It's beyond the internet somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Buy it on the internet, two pound fifty. All right, cool. The man on the train, and it's only an hour and a half long, so it doesn't really feel like it over. Perfect. Yeah, I now I do judge films now based on length, where I just go. Two hours fifteen. You're not even trying. <laughs> you can do it in less than that. Come on. Well, that's why we watched it. We we were we've been working all day, and then we thought, oh, we want to go to bed at ten, so we'll be up at six to go to this rich person's estate. Yeah. <laughs> what can we watch? This one's an hour and fifty-three minutes. Oh, we need that. We really want the extra twenty minutes in bed. <laughs> we'll watch Long de Train. Really good. Awesome. Awesome. Alright, well, that's it for this week. If you'd like to write to us, then please go to filmfandango.com and fill out the form there, and we will read your letter out on the show. Um, please do recommend any films you've seen that you'd like to share with everybody else, anything we've not talked about yet. Also, we do all of this for free, so if you'd like to donate towards Film Fandango, then please go to our website, filmfandango.com, and click the donate button. Everyone who has, thank you Thank you. Very yes, much. and it really helps pay for the cost of putting it online and going to cinema and all that business. Well, cinema in London and to- and a-, a toilet roll I use when I come round here. Endless, 
endless <laughs> use of toilet roll. It's about one and a half tubes. A, and the meat, recording. and the meat you have to put down to distract Buddy from attack, someone from attacking me. Constant meat. I had to give Buddy three steaks <laughs> per episode. And then you help yourself to some of the steaks, and that just doesn't help with the toilet roll situation. I don't know what's happened to this podcast. <laughs> well, I've got to go because I've got to go off to the bloody woods. All right. Well, Marek's on his way off to the woods. <laughs> Hopefully he'll survive. Uh, it won't fall into a bonfire or something. Yeah. Get attacked by a bear. Um, or or be uh, kidnapped into some posh bloke's sort of sex ritual. That happens out in the country, doesn't it, I hear? Yeah, probably loads, actually. Probably loads, of, mostly. I mean, there's nothing else to do, is there? They can't go to Miss Saigon, there's so only, they're going to have sex parties. Only so many potches you can shoot. Before you get so bored, you just want to turn the gun on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, on that note, we'll be back next week. Keep, Keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.